1: And APB, American Protection Bureau, voted number one best on Long Island for all your security needs. Call 631-390-9050. That's 631-390-9050. APB. You need a body shop? You need engine repair? Auto Excellence. Collision Specialists 631 261 6420. That's 631-261-6420. Auto Excellence. Jimmy, I gotta take a dump. What? No, I mean, I need a dumpster. Well, for all those needs, you need to call Big V Dumpster Rental, Long Island, New York, 631-900-Dump. elm logistics for all your logistic needs call 631-299-3595 that's 631-299-3595 elm global logistics pride performance and partnerships the monty and the pharaoh show is brought to you by because wine is your second favorite four letter word California wine, New York attitude, good fucking wine. Yeah. Tired of that same old, same old breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Same old tasting scrambled eggs, burger, that dinner steak, ribs, or pork chops? Why not add a little bit of spice or just a touch of heat to make the difference? Change that scrambled egg with a little bit of Johnny Fabulous's John Cena Senior's Million Dollar Jalapeno Hot Sauce. Great on burgers, steaks, chops, and those barbecued ribs. And Nitro's Garage, for all your automotive needs, call 646-675-2349. That's 646-675-2349. For all your automotive needs, Nitro's Garage. Ask for Jack. Do you treat your dog as part of the family? (laughs) Well, so do we. So why not celebrate your pup's birthday with the ultimate party box? Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at PartyPupInfo, and let us make your pup's party or any celebration perfection. M&J Video Games and Collectibles, sport and non-sport cards, wrestling items, autographed items. We buy, sell, and trade. M&J Video Games and Collectibles, located at 1049 Queen Street, Southington, Connecticut. Call us at 1 479 9223 or 860 93 Games. MJ, Video Games and Collectibles. Spanning the globe, bringing you all the best news, sports, and information. It's What a Day with Joe Lowry. Hey, Joe, what a day! delete delete delay hey
0: everybody welcome to what a day with Joe Lowry sorry we had some logistical issues at the beginning there but we are now officially underway I'm your host Joe what a day Lowry and I'm extremely thrilled to be airing live now on the Monty and the Faro YouTube channel first off I want to thank you all for tuning in live as well as those watching on the replay feel free to uh utilize the chat here and so forth hit that like button of course down below you could probably also hit that uh subscribe button that'd be kind of neat too you know what i'm saying so nonetheless so here we are it is wednesday hump day and as you know i like to call it the week's middle finger that's right folks we are in the middle of uh the week weekend is almost here it's just hours away uh we're almost to the weekend And, and by the way if i do look a little familiar to you um I have been a regular on the Monty and the Pharaoh channel now for a couple of months now, most notably on Thursday nights on the 30 uh, Pro Wrestling's hottest game show, online game show, which I am the current champion of and I'll be defending my title tomorrow night. And of course, we have another great show called Wrestling Remember that airs on Friday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 Central Uh where we go back in time and take you to the good old years of pro wrestling. Now, everybody asks, what is this what-a-day about? What is what-a-day and all that stuff? Well, in a nutshell, what-a-day is, ever since I was a kid, I was always saying what-a-day, like I was nervous or something. And in turn, people would tell me what their day was like, whether it was good, bad, happy, weather, sports-related, you know, and everything in between. So, and as I grew older, it took on its own mantra You know, and people would just say, you know, what a day and all that stuff. But hey, Joe, what a day came along uh, as I got into my broadcasting career and so forth. And now it's a big thing. We have uh, athletes, pro wrestlers, entertainers, celebrities, all walks of life that say, hey, Joe, what a day. And you'll probably see that uh, throughout my time here on the Monty and the Pharaoh. So um, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. I see the chat is livening up over there. I want to thank everybody for doing that. I'll try and pop in when I can, but feel free to send comments, let everybody know how it's going out there and so forth. How's your Wednesday going? I don't know what the weather is like across the nation, but around here in beautiful Centerville, Iowa, it was almost 60 degrees. We're looking at 62 degrees tomorrow, so hopefully uh, the groundhog is correct, and we're going to get an early spring. So, All right, so I got some stuff lined up for you. First off, we did lose a couple of people this week in Hollywood. First up, Carl Weathers, the man known to my generation as Apollo Creed from the Rocky movies. He passed away last week in his sleep at the age of 76. Sylvester Stallone put out an amazing tribute to Carl on his Instagram page and simply put, there would have been no Rocky without Apollo Creed. So uh, that's food for thought. Of course, we all seen him in uh, um, all the Happy Gilmore movie and, of course, The Mandalorian and everything in between. But Apollo Creed, rest in peace. And of course, sadly, this week, uh, Monday night, Toby Keith passed away from stomach cancer at the age of 62. Damn, that's young. The country star was no doubt a true patriot. He held numerous shows uh, for his military, for our military personnel here in the U.S. as well as overseas. But he will be solely missed. Uh, Toby Keith, 62. This is young, man. I hate when you you see this stuff. Um, you know, but Toby Keith, great man. Kyle Weather's a great actor as well. So, um, anyways. Did you check out Miley Cyrus at the Grammy Awards the other night? Yeah, this one, we've got everybody talking. Uh, by the way, she uh, won her first Grammy this past Sunday. I didn't know it was her first Grammy, by the way. But anyway, she took the stage when she uh, went to accept the award. She said she forgot to wear underwear. Um, I guess she was thinking of that other award show that she might have been on a couple of weeks prior to, yeah, the Adult Video Awards. <laughs> but nonetheless, yeah, uh, Miley Cyrus winning her uh, first Grammy Award. Yeah. I can't believe it's her first. But anyways, but I had to do this. This is what I call a segment. uh, What's old is new again. What do you think? Miley Cyrus, Jane Fonda from 1987. Does that look familiar? What do you think? You tell me. Look at that hairdo on both sides. Oh, my God. That's a lot of hair going on there. But evidently, big hair must be coming back. I don't know. You tell me. And file this next one under just strange, strange. Uh, This one comes from E! News. Uh, Seems Demi Lovato is defending her performance. Get this. She was performing uh, at a cardiovascular event for women the other night, and it wasn't her performance. It was her song choice. Yeah, believe it or not, she sang her hit song, Heart Attack, at a cardiovascular event. I don't get this. Fans were obviously quick to take to social media. I'm sure you can imagine the outrage and so forth and everybody. But Demi Lovato, she defended her song choice, saying she wanted to convey something with the mind and the heart, some type of connection like that. So I'm like, is this a love song? I mean, how do they de- do you to de- convey love with a heart attack? I guess the name of the song really should be um, I Love You So Much. I Wish You Were Dead. I don't know. Something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways. So uh, chat's livening up. Hey, Phil DeCesare, thanks for joining us. Baby Cakes in the house. Nick Davis uh, hanging with us today. Benny the Player Scholar in the house. Oh, I loved seeing you guys here. Thank you so much for joining us. Monty, I saw you popped in there as well. Thank you so much. I uh, try to keep an eye in the chat. Beth Hopper, the Playmates in the house as well. Thank you. Thank you all for coming uh, to check out my debut show here on the Imani and the Pharaoh channel. Let me see. We got some stuff going on. Oh, yeah. So don't forget, tomorrow, real quickly, we're going to find out whether or not this takes place or not. Nope, not that one. This one. The WrestleMania kickoff t- is tomorrow. They're having a big to-do there. Uh, the doors open up at 2.30 Pacific time. This is going to be shown on Peacock. We're going to find out if The Rock is really going to take on uh, Roman Reigns, Um, this this hoopla that's surrounding everything, this craziness about, you know, this, this Cody movement and all these signs being planted and Rocky sucks chants and all that stuff. I guess tomorrow, officially, we're going to find out whether or not this match does take place. Um, As a wrestling fan, it it, it just makes all the sense to me. It's a money thing, WrestleMania, big-time money stuff. But as we all know, know, that dark cloud is still looming over the WWE, and this thing just has not seemed to go away. Uh, Vice News, this is a new um, story coming out. It hit the dirt sheets a couple of hours ago in case you – I'm going to read this kind of verbatim, and I'll throw this up here as well. But Ashley Mazzaro, Vice News, has released this story just a few hours ago. It's making the rounds. Uh, The lawyer representing John Laurinaitis says that WWE management were aware of some rape allegations made by Ashley Mazzaro, despite what the company claimed. Now, in an affidavit released by her lawyer the day after her death in 2019, Mazzaro alleges that she was drugged and raped by someone representing themselves as a U.S. Army doctor. This alleged assault took place in 2007 while Mazzaro was doing a public relations tour of military bases in Kuwait. So anyways, um, Masaro's affidavit also says that Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis told her not to talk about the incident in order to help preserve WWE's relationship with the U.S. military. This is crazy. McMahon told me not to let one bad experience ruin the good work they were doing. She said that in the affidavit. Now, the WWE released a statement after um, the affidavit was released stating that they were never informed of the alleged assault. And if they had been, they would have reported it immediately to the base commander. However, Ed Brennan, the lawyer representing John Laranette, has recently spoke to Vice regarding the matter, and he now says that WWE management was aware of Mazzaro's claims, although he objected to calling the situation a cover-up. I don't know what else you would call it at this point, but an investigation of Mazzaro's claims was made by uh, NCIS in 2019 and closed in January 2020. The findings, yeah, the findings have not been made public. Go figure that, huh? And Ashley Mazzaro, uh, she passed away on May 16, 2019, at the age of 39. Um, as uh, we all know, this is a very hot story right now in the WWE and everything that's going on. Um, I think I said it the other night on the show, this is going to get a lot worse before there's anything gets better. And what might end up actually happening is uh, there's going to be a lot of, Interesting stories, sad stories uh, to come out of this. And, you know, I just hope to God um, it, it just doesn't get as bad as it's probably going to get. But nonetheless, anyways, moving on. All right. So I don't know if you heard about this one. Joe Buck was on a um, he, well, he was on a broadcast a ESPN 101 show. Open, it's called The Opening Drive. I'm just reading this as well. ESPN veteran broadcaster Joe Buck predicts a bad story is going to come out of the Super Bowl. That's right. He was recently on a radio show in his hometown of St. Louis and made the prediction that a bad story most likely will come out from this year's Super Bowl. Now, he does not know what it is, but he made these comments while speaking on the opening drive show on 101 ESPN. Now, Buck goes on to say that he wants no part of the festivities in Sin City this year, and it's certainly not because he thinks it's going to be a bad game. It's the bad that could happen before uh, attending the game. A lot of logistics, congestions, and so forth. So I said to myself, you know, with that being said, um, <laughs> since the big game is being held in the sports betting capital, I did some research into this. And here are my top five betting scenarios in which a bad story could come out of Super Bowl week. All right. So here we go. Number one. Fresh off her win at the Grammys, Taylor Swift announces she has written a song for Travis Kelsey and the Kansas City Chiefs. The bad part? Well, it's a remake of a remake of her remake that she redid and then remade it again, only to remake it again. And then she released it, then re-released it, and then finally released it again. The bad part? The name of the song? Is it over yet? Ooh, God. Ouch, ouch, ouch. All right. Who wrote this stuff? I got to talk to my producer on this. Anyways. All right, so with all the conspiracy theories surrounding uh, Taylor in the number 13, Swift has been now known to have 12 public exes in her life. The bad part? Well, she may end up marrying number 13. Oh, where's my drum sneer when I need one? Huh, I'm telling you. All right, number three on things, a uh, bad story that can come out of the Super Bowl. You see the pattern we're on here. You get you get what we're doing here. All right, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift end up getting married at the 50-yard line, only to be up to, interrupted by... You guessed it. Jake Gyllenhaal, Zac Efron, then John Mayer, then Harry Styles. I don't know how the hell Justin Bieber got in there. Uh, Jake from State Farm. And then finally, you guessed it. She's interrupted by Kanye West. Boom, boom. Come on, folks. I mean, come on. Huh? This is this is good stuff here. Who writes this stuff? I don't know. Anyways, number two of the bad story that could possibly come out of the Super Bowl this one is kind of cute. Travis and Taylor arrived for the big game already engaged. And after the Super Bowl, his teammates and brother Jason throws a surprise bachelor party for him. And the bad news is Jason is hired as the stripper. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm telling you. And something tells me this one is ripped out from the pages of pro wrestling. The number one story that could possibly come out of the Super Bowl this week. The bad story. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift get married. The bad part is that they get married at the famous drive through chapel in Las Vegas, where Taylor is actually doing the driving, and Travis Kelsey is passed out drunk from losing the game. Oh, how about that, huh, folks? I'm telling you. All right, enough of that. I don't know who wrote that stuff, but um that was cute, by the way, Travis. I mean, that's the only big story that's really come out of the Super Bowl right now is the Travis Kelsey Um, Taylor Swift. And by the way, uh, Japanese officials have informed U.S. officials that Taylor will make it to the game in plenty of time on Sunday. She's actually in Japan touring all week. So I guess with the time zone difference, they're actually uh, logistically a day ahead of us. Uh, She will make it in time well before kickoff. So who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But anyway, so if um, this next item, uh, pro bowling, PBA, Professional Bowling Association. I used to watch it when I was a kid, loved it. I watch the guys like Mark Albee, uh, Roth, uh, you know, Dick and Pete Webber and so forth. Well, recently I had the honor to interview this year's U.S. Open champ, Kyle Troop. Now, a.k.a. he is known as the man with the fro, fresh off his historic win this past Sunday, which was shown on Fox, by the way, national TV. I had the chance to catch up with Kyle and congratulate him. Uh, real quick, here's a glimpse of that interview. And fresh off his PBA U.S. Tour Open win this past Sunday, let's welcome to what a day, the U.S. Open champ, Mr. Kyle Troop. Welcome, Kyle.
2: Hey, Joe. What a day, man. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, that was uh, an cool. awesome intro, too. I love the small TV. Oh, There you go. Thank. I appreciate that. But uh, my first question is, how does it feel
0: to capture this particular major, which I do believe is your second major, correct, in your career?
2: Yes, sir. Uh You know, to win another major, uh, I mean, honestly, I guess I could start with to win the U.S. Open for many years. uh, I never even came close to making the cut. Honestly, it was the one tournament that we just started laughing about whenever we would travel to uh, because it was that bad of a performance for me for seven years. Uh, And then I was able to make the cut. I was able to make match play last year and finish second place and obviously to win this year you know, it just showed me the journey that I've been on. And, uh, you know, it makes you believe in the process and believe in the journey. And, uh, you know, and then to get another a, a U.S. Open green jacket, my father, Guppy Troop, finished second in the mid 80s yeah. to Mark Roth. Uh, okay. So to get a U.S. Open for the Troop legacy and for the Troop family name, I uh, was a dream come true. And-
0: yeah, great interview there. That's going to be uploaded on the Monty and the Faro YouTube channel that was about 15 to 20 minutes long. But Great guy. Great guy. It was great to meet and talk with Kyle and no doubt he is transcending it and elevating the sport of bowling. Uh, we cover everything from his afros to his outlandish outfits, his best moments. And of course, what it was like to grow up with his dad, PBA hall of fame, bowler, guppy troop as well. Uh, he's actually being called the Bob Ross of bowling and more. So you can check out the interview on Monty and the Pharaoh YouTube channel shortly after that gets uploaded real quickly though, here is uh, his father and, uh, him uh, after he won the uh, U.S. Open this past Sunday. Guppy Troop, his father is on the upper top left there. You could just see where he gets his charisma from and so forth. Uh, the outfits for uh, Kyle Trooper are insane. These are just a couple of them. And uh, if you notice the picture on the left, he has a unique uh, bowling style. It's called uh, two-hand, uh, something, two-hand spin or something like that. Um, it's pretty neat where he bowls with two hands and no thumbs actually go in the hole. So it's kind of neat. So he's been very successful. And, of course, he just won the green jacket this weekend. So – and uh, speaking uh, – I, I did not know this, too. We covered this in his interview. He won an SP award back in 2022. He's best bowler. Imagine that. Not bad. Uh, that's So He's going to be my first SB, uh award winner that I have interviewed. So I could put that on the old resume as well. And uh, speaking of the Bob Rossing, here's a quick still shot of it. They did a uh, storm bowling. His um, – his team, they did a parody of Bob Ross uh, artists, obviously, so forth. But he was telling me that uh, the paint scene and everything, he had so much paint and dust in his hair. It took him days to get it out of his hair. But very good interview. Check that out. That'll be uploaded on the Money and the Farrow YouTube channel. And again, congratulations, Kyle Troop on winning the PBA U.S. Tour Championship this past Sunday. I've been reminded. I'm looking at the chat. and So, yeah, the, two, the two-handed shovel. Thank you, Benny. Um, that's the name of the, the way he bowls. I've been reminded that Daytona is coming up this uh, qualifying is this weekend. That's right. Qualifying. Uh, the the uh, the clash was this past weekend. Uh, that was won by Denny Ham- Hamlin in the actual Daytona 500s falling weekend. But they do have qualifying this weekend. So thank you for reminding me of that. You got to love the chat and all that stuff. So uh, earlier we talked about the Super Bowl and so forth. And there's a lot of things to know about the Super Bowl. I'm going to throw some tidbits at you here and you tell me what you think. Uh, uh, These are just generic tidbits and so forth. Some stuff you may know, some stuff you might not know. So hopefully I can educate some people. All right. So uh, as we all know, the big game is this Sunday. It's between the San Francisco 49ers uh, taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Kickoff is at 6.30 p.m. The NFL says they will stick to that. The game is being played at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, which is home to the Las Vegas Raiders. 49ers right now are current two and a half point favorites over the Chiefs. The over/under is forty-seven and a half points. Um, I think two and a half points will probably go down to about two or one. It's basically a pick'em game, but nonetheless, for betting purposes, the Niners are favored. Now, since the Chiefs are the home team this year, they will wear their traditional red jerseys, while the Niners will be wearing their white jersey with gold pants. Interesting note. Now, there have been fifty-seven Super Bowls, uh, and the team who wears white has won thirty-seven of them, folks. Interesting note. That's sixty-four percent winning percentage. So the Niners. In theory, you have a 64% winning chance uh, this Sunday. Okay, uh, halftime stuff here. Reva McIntyre sings the national anthem. Usher is your halftime musical guest. A uh, little info on this. The typical performance time, uh, performance for halftime is about 13 minutes. But this year, Usher managed to get it up to 15 minutes. So if you combine the setup time, the dismantle time, we're looking at, you know, about an extra long halftime. My guess is I'm going to shoot for... 35 40 minutes for a halftime that's pretty long for uh you know you got a good game going on all of a sudden you get interrupted by this but nonetheless interesting note as well no musical acts believe this i did not know this no musical acts get paid for their performances during the Super Bowl. that is correct i guess the trade-off is being that they get to sing in front of their biggest audience uh probably in their lifetime um so you can't put a price on that uh Real quickly, last year, Rihanna set the record as over 121 million people tuned in at halftime to watch her show. Oh, my God. That's a lot of people. All right. So now under the commercial side, there will be between, get this, this is shocking, 75 to about 80 commercials shown that will air during the Super Bowl. That's right, folks. This accumulates to around 50 minutes, 5-0 of commercial airtime. And this year for a 30-second spot, that ad is going to run you 7 million smackaroonies, baby. That's right. That is a 75% increase from just about a decade ago and over a 200% increase from about 20 years ago. That's insane. $7 million for 30 seconds. And you know there's going to be a lot of good ones out there. Some highlights. Now, YouTube does have some teasers out there. I've actually watched a couple of these, one to watch for. I'm going to give you a list – uh, probably one of the best ones I've seen so far. Skechers, that's going to be a good one. Uber Eats, they have a good one going on. Microsoft has one. FanDuel is doing really well, obviously with the Gronk's kick of destiny. More on that in a moment. Mountain Dew will be a good one. State Farm, Popeyes, Bud Light, United Airlines. Coors Light has one. Mars and M&Ms. Be on the lookout for those ones in particular. Obviously, the list is endless, but there is some new good one. Ben Affleck's got one dropping. You've kind of seen the uh, Donut ones now, but there's a newer version coming out as well. And now in regards to Gronk's kick, kick and so forth, I couldn't find out any odds of whether or not who's betting on him to make it or not make it. And I guess it has to coincide with the fact that he's actually doing this as a promotion for a gambling site called FanDuel. Um, so I couldn't get any odds. I know, um, ironically, the late Tower Weathers is the uh, guy who's helping Gronk could make the kick. And the guy who doesn't want him to make the kick is—that's right, folks. You can't see me, John Cena. So these commercials—I uh, don't think they're even out uh, on the internet yet. So they're keeping these ones under wraps. But um, I do believe Gronk's kick, kick will be live. So that's something to check out. And you can go on FanDuel. I think you get like you can win up to ten million dollars. Now the asterisk with all that is—you know—you can win ten million dollars if he makes the kick or whatever. But the, uh, if you read the little disclaimer during the commercials, it says the ten million dollars will be split evenly on the correct answers and guesses and so forth so i mean what if 10 million people guess right so what do y'all get a buck I, I guess that's how it's going to be so anyways that's kind of crazy and also open door the, the real estate company open door is doing a uh, they have a contest and they're going to announce the winner before the super bowl and i guess at halftime during one of the commercial breaks they're actually gonna have a virtual showing of a house that wins a contest so they're gonna have an open house in front of 120 million people 121 or plus whatever it is the uh the viewership will be so that's gonna be one hell of an open house uh viewing to have with open door so they're getting real creative with these commercials a lot of stuff going on here um it's kind of neat um you know i don't know what else to to talk about that but there's a lot of stuff going on super bowl weekend's coming up um i don't even know what else sport wise is coming up um yeah super bowl pretty much dominating the news right now and so forth but um Just checking out the chat again. Thank you for everybody that's tuning in live and on the replay. I greatly appreciate it. If you haven't checked out Monty and the Farrow channel, please do so. Um, The goal here is to create a very huge platform of 247 programming. Uh, Monty and Jimmy Farrow do a lot of hard work and keeping up with this channel and so forth. I'm glad to be a part of I'm glad what a day has made the transition over to YouTube uh, to bring you this entertaining show and so forth. you know, so with that being said, I just want to give uh, some plugs here. Friendly reminder that Monty and the Pharaoh is live every Thursday nights at night at Thursday night at eight o'clock, excuse me, Eastern time. And this week they have the lovely baby doll, Nicola Roberts. She's been on one a day, as well as former WWE star Eugene Nick Dinsmore. He'll be in studio. All that kicks off Thursday night, eight o'clock Eastern time. And speaking of Thursday nights, right before Monty and the Pharaoh show, tune in to the 30. That's right. Pro wrestling's only online. Game show. This show features a panel of wrestling experts who are awarded points and responses by which, uh, by the way, we have 90 seconds of responses. So it's kind of a neat concept uh, to the latest happenings in the world of pro wrestling that is on right before Marty and the Pharaoh. And this week on wrestling, remember, what a day, Joe? That's me, the player, and the Presidente of Thursday nights, Phil DeCesare, and, of course, ESO. Uh, We'll take you back in time to discuss the evolution of steel cage matches. That's right, the dreaded steel cage matches. Be sure to tune into that Friday night, 7 o'clock Eastern time, 6 o'clock Central time right here. You know, by the way, when you hit the subscribe button, you get notifications on your phone or whatever device you use to let you know when we're coming up. Um, So that's kind of a neat thing to have there. While you're at it, hit that subscribe button. One more plug in case you haven't already uh, done so. Be sure to check out True Crime with the player in The Bad Girl. That's right. I strongly urge you to do that. We had a huge show this week. They had a lively discussion on the current Vince McMahon scandal. This one was a hot, hot topic. A lot of viewership, a lot of people came out to talk about this. Still talking about it. Stories are unfolding as it's happening. Lots of input on this one. Plus, you can actually uh, get podcast versions on Monty and the Pharaoh of all these shows as well. So keep it tuned here to Monty and the Pharaoh. Lots of programming coming at you. But, hey, we're trying to entertain for you guys. Subscribe, like, comment, share. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff behind the paywall and all that stuff. It's, it's pennies on the dollar. When you think about the entertainment value and plus you're supporting a small business and so forth. So that's a good thing as well. Well, I think I've talked enough here. I wanted to go about 15, 20 minutes. It looks like, I've I'm inching up on the 30 minute mark. So I guess that's my cue to go, uh, by the way, comments and suggestions are greatly appreciated. Let me know what you want to see here on what a day. I try to cover a vast spectrum of what's going on in the world today, whether it's news, sports, whether politics, I'm a little iffy. We all know the state of politics right now, as well as uh, it's an election year. I'm going to keep it at that. But we all know that changes need to be made one way or the other. And like they say, change is inevitable. But anyways, that's going to do it for me, folks. Again, thank you, Monty and the Pharaoh, for uh, putting what a day with Joe Lowry on the air. All right, folks, that's going to do it for me for this wild, whacked out what-a-day Wednesday, the week's middle finger as I like to call it. I'm
1: Joe Lowry. We'll see you next time. What a day!